Hello and welcome to Let That Shit Grow podcast. My name is Brooke. I'll be your host and we are going to talk all things spiritual. So let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the second full episode. I cannot believe I'm already making another one. You guys are amazing. I was planning on maybe just making one episode a month, but here we are the next day and I'm making my second one just because I feel like while we have the momentum and the audience for it and the, the questions I've been getting from people and the response I've been getting from people, I realize how much people want to know more about source, universe, God, and that transition and how I found that and how can they do it as well. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how I separated myself from the term God, which you can still use. And I'm not going to lie. There's times where I do still like phrase it as God, because that's all I've known terminology wise, but it's a slow process. And that's part of your spiritual awakening. It's not a process that you just like wake up to overnight and know it all as far as like the ins and outs of waking up to things, right? Waking up to spirituality is a process. Even if you are, you know, dead set on one religion, you don't know the whole story beginning to end in one service. And even then, you learn more and more by the people who teach it to you. The way people teach things are different. The way people connect with other people is different. Sometimes you need different people's analogies, different people's outlooks on things in life whether it's spirituality or whatever, to break things down for you, for you to understand it. Like some people are visual learners. Some people like have to hear and see it, you know, so it's kind of like one of those things. So I do appreciate your guys' feedback and um, just the support I'm getting. It's, I can't, (laughs) I can't even describe the feeling I got this morning from the response I got from you guys on social media. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get into it. Let's let's get into this. So basically just know that waking up first and foremost is the first step. So you guys who are listening right now, this is going to basically touch base on the terminology of God's source universe. So if this isn't something you really feel like connected to, you know, I apologize, but I do want to focus this episode to to this. Um I guess it kind of started because we would go as a family to church. My husband and I and the boys would go to church. Uh, We were actually doing pretty well with it before COVID. I felt like we were going almost every Sunday. We were consistent. The boys were enjoying it. Um, But then COVID hit. And so that kind of put it to a halt a little bit. And like I said, during that time, I was really like waking up to a lot of things. But I remember like looking at Alex and I was like, I feel like a hypocrite if we go back to church. This was like here recently. I feel like a hypocrite because I don't fully believe or agree with the teachings of what's being brought to us at service. But our oldest son absolutely loves going to children's group and like being with the other kids and stuff. So we finally realized like we need to just put us to a side and 
go back to church. He goes to like a, like a Wednesday, they call it KFC, Kids for Christ. They go every Wednesday and they were all supposed to sing a song at service this past Sunday. So we had to go because Trent really wanted to go and stand up front and sing what they've been practicing at church on Wednesday nights. So we went ahead and went and it was really hard for me because I'm like, should I go? Should I just stay home? Because I don't want to be the hypocrite in the group. Like I'm here, but I'm not here. You know what I mean? Like, is that fair for me to do that? So we talked about it and we decided, yes, it's okay. It's not like I'm standing up saying, that's not true. That's not true. I don't believe that. It's just mainly supporting my oldest son and saying, hey, I'm here for it right? Like I support you. I support what you find intriguing. And so we went and it was okay. I didn't feel like it. I, I guess it was just like in my head that everyone was going to turn on, look at me like, we know that you do not believe in all, <laughs> in all of this stuff. Right. But like everyone was so welcoming. They're like, welcome back. Like nothing had ever happened. So that went well. But I think the main point to this is it's okay to not fully be 100% into one thing. And I think that if our kids enjoy going and doing something and like are asking us to go, I think the best thing we can do as parents is just support them in that and kind of guide them along the way. And with that being said, there's things that my son has brought to my attention that maybe you know, our church would have a different response to. And so in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, you guys do not have to do any of these things. This is just what I do. Um, If he brings a question to me, uh, let's just, let's just get, let's just get real right now. He, he believes in past lives. He thinks we live multiple lives and I'm like, cool, me too. But not every religion believes in that. Right. So I just remind him that, these types of questions are going to get different answers. So to be prepared for that, because if you were to ask our church this question, their response may be different. If you ask me and your dad these questions, we may have a different answer. But at the end of the day, what do you believe? Don't ask me if it's real. What do you think? Because I really don't know. I think I think it's real. I, I think I believe in past lives. I think we live out multiple lives. But is that something you believe? And he's like, yeah, I do. Like, okay, then cool, man. Like, believe it. And then if you wake up one day and you, you don't agree with it anymore, that's fine too. And the cool thing with him is that he is totally aware at nine years old that everyone's perspective is going to be different. Let me remind you, a nine-year-old is aware that everyone's outlook on religion or whatever is going to be different. How can a nine-year-old recognize this, but there are grown adults that don't? That's the problem right now. That's the problem in society right now. And I think a lot of people are finally waking up, no matter how old you are to this. But I think we all just need to be self-aware of our egos and our thoughts because we really just don't know. And I think religion... You, you shouldn't have to believe something from beginning to end to be committed to it. They're like, well, just have faith, just have faith. Well, you can have faith, but not maybe believe every single thing that's being taught to you. And I think that that needs to be like a new acceptance with religions. Like, I think 
pastors and stuff just need to understand like if you're getting on someone's social media and you see that they're practicing something that may not be on your checklist of what you stand up and talk about on Sundays, that's okay. You should not make them feel like they're doing something wrong because they're like looking outside the box a little bit, right? Like you're coming onto their social media. You're looking at their page. You're in their bubble. Let them do them. Like if someone comes to church on Sundays and stands up and is like, none of this is real. You guys are all lunatics. Okay. They're coming into your space. Like I would never go into a church or practice and make them feel like what they were saying was not validated because I know everyone coming to that place is, is reaching for that and is needing that at that time. And that's okay. So I think everyone needs to respect everyone's spaces, whether it's social media, homes, churches, other, you know, other places you may practice your religion. I think we all just need to take a moment and just respect everyone's space and that's, and recognize that that's their safe place, whether it's on social media or not. If you're getting on their Facebook page, like you're going to, you're searching Brooke Bullock and you're going into my page you are now in my space. You are now in my space, not yours, not the church. You need to respect that. I respect you and your place respects me and mine. I think that's pretty valid. I feel like that's like an understanding. Like I, I don't know how else to say that without it not making sense. I feel like it's very um, obvious, I guess. But Whenever I do pray, I said this in my last episode, it's more to the universe, source, past relatives, etc. Um, so let's dive deeper into that. So like some people struggle when they're in this transition of like, how do you connect? Because, you know, if you came from a traditional family or if you came from a family with a religious background and your services were Sundays in church, that's how you connected. How do you connect if you are trying to figure out where you're at on what you believe? Let's start with meditation. That's where I started. So maybe you can start with meditation. Connecting to source. Connecting to universe. Look up those meditations. This is on YouTube. You can really find these types of meditations anywhere. You can probably even find them on a podcast. Start there until you finally feel like some type of connection to source. I think another issue is what we picture source to be and what that is. And the best way you can go into this, you guys, is with an open mind and just picturing it more as energy. Like I picture source universe as just energy, not a person, not a being, just everything. And I know that's what God symbolizes, but when you are picturing the connection with source, you're not going to picture an image of anything. You're connecting with energy and that's deep and that's really hard to do. And meditation's not easy and it's not for everybody. So don't give it one try and then stop because it's frustrating because it is a practice, just like connecting to God or Jesus or whoever you believe in is a practice. Meditation is a practice. Connecting to source is a practice. So don't give up. Don't get frustrated. It's totally normal. Um, Start there. Start with that. Once you feel like you have found that connection to 
source. You could even like go to other uh, group gatherings around us. There's places even in, you know, nearby towns that host circles and stuff. Like I went to a women's circle and even though we are diving deep into ourselves, we are source. Everyone and everything is everything and everyone. We're all one. We're all connected. So really, if you want to get deep right now, you really got to connect with yourself. And you really got to dig down deep and know who you are, you know, and what you truly want to believe and not what society has told you what to believe. I think a lot of it is the pressure of how do I do this without people thinking I'm crazy? And I've had friends feel like that, like, man, like, I don't want my family to think I went off my rocker. They might, you know, (laughs) you know, in all reality, they might think you went off your rocker. I don't know. Maybe mine do too. But that's besides the point. Like, just do you and just know that people may look at you different. And that's okay because you know what that means? If if your friends and family that saw you as one way and you didn't feel connected and you felt like something's not right, I don't believe this and I want to think a little bit differently outside the box here and I want to see what else I could connect to and everyone that you are used to surrounding you, especially in those settings, is like, what are you doing? Where have you been? Like, why aren't you, what do you mean you don't believe in this? You know, that's good because that means that you're evolving. You're you're a step closer, a stepping stone closer to who you are searching for. And that's amazing. And when you do that, your circle will change. It will. And it, yeah, it's hard. Like, it's not easy. Like, you kind of wake up one day and realize like, wow, this person hasn't messaged me in a while, or I haven't hung out with these people in a while, or my connection with family is kind of not the best. I feel like I'm kind of drifting away or I feel like the black sheep of the family. And a lot of times when people recognize those things, they think I made a huge mistake and they just resort back to being their old self of not really being their, their, their true authentic self and not following the actual belief system that they feel more connected to. And that's, you know, that sucks because if you're going to have to live out this lifetime, like you better live it out the way you want to live it out, not the way someone else is going to live it out. We're not all going to be here forever. So the people you're surrounding yourself with, if you don't believe those things or you don't want to ride like that, I guess, like stop wasting your time. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm just like in that mentality of who freaking cares. I don't know. It could be a midlife crisis. (laughs) I really don't know. I literally looked at my husband the other night and I was like, are you embarrassed of me? He's, no, I'm not embarrassed of you. Are you sure? Because if you're embarrassed of me, it's totally okay. Just tell me if you're embarrassed of me. And I like kind of laughed, but I was being, I mean, I was really worried he was embarrassed of me because I have been putting myself out there to our friends, to our family. And now I was talking to him. This was before I loaded the first episode. And I told him I was going to do this. And I was like, maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe I'm losing my mind and yada, yada, yada. But like the way he just kind of looked back at me in all seriousness and was like, who cares? Like, just do it. Cool. Whatever. (laughs) Like, it's not a big deal. But I have always been raised that it is a big deal. 
I guess it maybe it was in my head that it was a big deal. I don't know. Um, I think the best thing you can do during this transition is recognize who's still there for you. At the end of the day, I have friends who are super, you know, religious. I have Christian friends, Catholic friends, friends that are like-minded like me on what I believe as far as source and universe. And at the end of the day, we all are still connected. We all still love each other and we all accept each other because we are open-minded to each other's beliefs. We know that that could also be a possibility, but they connect more with that. And that's what it boils down to. But whenever you're a baby and you're getting baptized and you're being brought into these services and this is what you've been surrounded with, that's all you're ever going to know. So how would you know that's what you're more connected with? That's the only connection you've been given. So I think the best thing we can do, in my opinion, as friends and family and strangers to one another is to recognize the connection we all have with each other and the respect of other people's spaces and homes and practices. Because it's not our place to come into those areas and tell them that they're wrong for thinking that way in their safe space. Being in a small community, that is something that I think, and you know, even in larger communities as well, but for me to be relatable here in my small community, you don't see a lot of people meditating uptown. <laughs> you don't see... Um, a lot of people supporting other practices if it's outside the box and that's okay, but it doesn't mean you can't respect their privacy. You can't respect their space. So let's just start there, respecting each other's space. So we went into meditation, respecting each other's spaces and having an open mind to how we're all connected to each other. When you look at your mom, you're looking at you. When you look at a stranger, you are also looking at you. We are all one thing. And when you can recognize that, that divine connection between one another, you will find feelings inside of you that you've never felt before. Yeah, it's not always easy. Even on like if you run into someone and they are showing the worst side of themselves, that's still you. That's that's still part of you too. And we all just need to recognize it and help one another and guide each other through those things. I think a lot of people even like have a hard time just getting outside of this box. Like I feel like sometimes we are raised in we have a cap put on our head and say, like, this is all you need to know. This is all you need to do. If you do X, Y, and Z, you've, you've accomplished life. If you make it to this point, you've succeeded. The fact that, like, we have to give each other or our families and kids or whatever a limit is, like, mind-blowing. Like, why can't it be just anything like there just shouldn't be a scale for that right and so that was kind of the next step in my awakening and like kind of talking to my husband about it like how do we raise kids in this world where it's still not fully aware to how we feel and believe and how do we make sure that they don't feel like there's this cop put on their head of this is what you need to do and this is what's expected from you and if you do this you've succeeded 
And like for the longest time, we thought, well, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of a small community. We got to move to a city. We got to, you know, we got to get out of here. Like we were like getting this rush feeling and this overwhelming response to getting out of here, out of the small community that we felt so safe in. And so we took trips and we, you know, did what we needed to do to figure out how we can do that. And then it hit us that sometimes safe is okay. At the end of the day, like it is nice living in a community, knowing that our kids are safe and that if we need help or if we need um, just an extra helping hand, like we have that here. And if our kids want to play outside and go ride their bikes with friends, like we don't have to worry as much as if we were to move somewhere else, like that would be nerve wracking, not knowing anybody, not knowing the area. If our oldest son went to go ride bikes with somebody, we don't know who his parents are. We don't know this area that well. We're still figuring things out. And then he's kind of being stripped away from just being this kid. He's always been raised to be here where we live. So we decided we'll stay. We'll just stay here and we'll make this work because safety and a knowing of who's around us is so important. And if we're going to do that, then we need to make sure we show our kids and tell our kids that this is not it. Like there's this entire world out there that you have not seen. There's opportunities out there you don't even know about in that if you just do you and you do the best you can do every single day, those things will attract to you times 100. It's not easy. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, it's not easy. There's times where I'm like, oh, I see so much potential in each and every one of my kids, as I'm sure you guys do as well if you do have kids. And it's hard as a parent to sit back and think, like, what if they don't hear me? What if they don't hear what I'm really trying to teach them? Because, yes, we're their parents, but we're their teachers, too. We're setting examples and we're setting standards for them. And I think when you take the standard away from raising your kids in like a certain way and just kind of letting them raise themselves, like not to an extreme, right? Like just enough to where they can be open-minded and kind of find things out for themselves. Like sometimes they kind of learn the hard way and I, that's really hard. I felt like with our oldest son, there's so many things that he's brought to my attention that I did not show him or teach him he just kind of like it was like a knowing to him like the past life thing I may believe in that but I never I never told him I believed in that um but like he's it just I don't know how to explain it's like this innocence is still there and I love that so much and I see how much he believes in these things and like his imagination's going wild and at a certain age that imagination and stuff goes away have you guys ever like tried to sit down and play with a kid like if you have a daughter have you tried to sit down and play barbies with her and then do you reminisce back to like when you were a little girl playing with barbies like how in the world did i sit here for 30 whatever minutes imagining this pretend life with these dolls and was like so like into it and just was there and present in this fake reality. And I like realized right then that I think there comes a point in our life where 
we're told to stop being like that. Like that can't be true. That can't happen. Like stop. You're just using your imaginations going a little haywire here, right? So I think the best thing we can do as individuals is just letting people be people. And if that means they want to do things a certain way or believe or, you know, imagine things being a certain way, maybe even if no one knows the real answer to it, like, cool, that's awesome. And I think for me personally, raising my boys in this type of society has been an honor and healing because I've been able to heal through them in a weird way. Like I've been able to open myself up to things that I had closed off at such a young age, whether it be things that just really aren't real or whatever. But the the whole point to it is like the innocence in it all. And it's beautiful. Innocence is beautiful. And I think if kids want to believe something, like what's it, is it really going to hurt them to believe something for another year? Like perfect example, Santa Claus. When should your kid just like not believe in Santa Claus? I feel like that should just like, I don't know. Like I think if my son came up to me and was like, is he real? Actually, now that I'm saying this, this has happened. I think it was with my husband, though. He had went up to him and was like, Dad, I someone at school said Santa Claus wasn't real. And I told Alex, I'm like, well, did you tell me he wasn't? Like, part of me was like, I think he kind of needs to know that this is what this is. And Alex was like, no, I asked him, well, do you think he's real? And Trent said, yeah. Alex is like, okay, then he's real. And then that was that. And Trent walked away and never questioned it again. Now, I know that it's only a matter of time, you guys, that he's going to be like, okay, you guys don't have to keep putting up this front, but let them make that decision. Let them be like, I know he's not. You don't have to play this game with me anymore. So your time is up. And we can be like, oh, okay. But let them figure it out. What's it going to hurt to let them use that imagination? Because we do not have really an imagination when we become adults. Like it's, it's just like, it never happened. Like this imagination we had as kids is just not even existent anymore. Sorry, I kind of got in a little headspace there, but spirituality, religion, your inner being, I guess, can be more than one thing. And so I guess I just want you guys to know that you can start with meditation. You can start with just the knowing of other possibilities and respecting other people's opinions and ideas and knowing that that's, that's their life, that's their opinion, and just respecting that and in respecting their space, especially that. So I hope that kind of helps those who are kind of in an in-between stage of like, what do I do? I know a lot of people were like, well, what do you do when you're having a really bad day? Because in the past, I would pray or, you know, turn to the Bible or whatever for quotes or whatever stories to help me get through a hard time. And my best answer for that is go sit with yourself. Go sit with yourself and figure out why you feel the way you feel. Connect with yourself. 
because yourself is what's going to get you out of that feeling and that rut. It's a mental game. And I think if we can just get to a quiet space and be like, I'm having an off day. I don't even know why I'm having an off day. I'm just having a bad day. Go deeper. A lot of times, if you are having a bad day, you can pinpoint why. It could have just been as simple as a trigger. And then triggers stem from childhood trauma. A lot of times when people get angry by someone's words or like um, responses to things, it's because it's actually affecting them. They feel offended in a way. For some reason, something happened to them at some point in their life that made them have the reaction they're having in that moment. So if you can go back to that memory, go back to that root thing that had happened, process it, visualize it, heal it, remove it, let it go, you will notice that you won't be as triggered the next time that situation happens. And it takes time. It takes practice. Just like any other religion or spirituality. Sorry. So be patient with yourself. Love yourself. Give yourself time and space to connect with yourself, to source, to universe, to God, whatever. And allow those thoughts, problems, things come and go and let it release. Don't hold on to that shit. I love you all. Thank you again so much for coming in and listening to me be vulnerable with you and accepting me for me. Have a great day.